Finding the right cleat can be transformative. Believe me, I've worn plenty during my career. So getting the right balance is crucial. The cleat needs to feel good on your foot, but also feel good connecting with the ball. The New Balance Furon 7 Plus is built with both of those points in mind, offering overall comfort and precise striking in the game's fastest moments. Because, as I learned the hard way, because I didn't possess much of it, speed matters in soccer. That's why the Furon 7 Plus is built for accuracy and precision at rapid pace and is engineered specifically for use on firm ground. Why is this the ideal cleat, I hear you ask? Well, not to get too scientific, but the Furon 7 Plus offers a lightweight yet supportive hypo-knit with mesh lining upper construction and is paired with offset lacing for a truer strike of the ball, which is a long way of me saying that your game will immediately get better when these are on your feet. Learn more and purchase the Furon at NewBalance.com. Hello and welcome to Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, NWSL lead writer for CBS Sports, joined today by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, NWSL analyst and broadcaster. We are so excited for this special interview episode. We're joined today by Nadia Nadim, Danish international, formerly with PSG. She won a French league title in 2021 in 2020-21 season, and she is now with Racing Louisville FC, the newest expansion club in NWSL. Welcome to the show, Nadia. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We're excited to to chat about some things with you, some really good things that you're working on. But first, congratulations are in order. Congratulations to Louisville on winning the Women's Cup with Racing Louisville. It's the first ever trophy for the club. How how special was it for you to to be a part of that? Uh, very special. You know, I think um, with this division of the club, yeah, they want us to be a winning winning team and bringing home the first trophy was big also because it was like some very good teams uh, you had PSG Bayern Munich and then Chicago uh, you know so winning against Bayern I think the team did amazing um, and then showed the right mentality from the start you know and then and, and there's so much foundation that you can build on uh, from there so very very happy um, that the first one is home and hopefully that's not going to be the last one Hopefully. Well, let's let's chat a little bit about the the tournament that took place a little bit as well. All of the the days leading up to the Women's Cup, we had sat down with some players, but particularly on the European side. So we talked to like Ramona Bachman on PSG, former teammate of yours and a few of the Bayern players and Sarah Zadrazil. And a lot of things that we had chatted with them about, we're talking a lot about the concept of, you know, European teams versus American teams, the, the concepts of, you know, different styles and different footballing cultures. And you're someone with a background with a foot in all of these different football areas. So after coming off of this, this winning this cup, what is your perspective, having played in the European side of the game, having played in NWSL for a couple of different clubs? What would be your take on the, the stylistic differences or the football and cultural differences between these two continents? Um, it's very obvious for me. You know, I think the European is very like you want to it's especially when the defenders have the balls like slow game. There's not a lot of teams with high pressure. You have the space to build up. You want to like put your formations in and. Um, it's a bit more like yeah positioning while the US or the football here is very direct and it's very intensity it's very physical I would say in Europe is more 
technical and tactical. Here is very physical and dynamic. Um, so, and, and I feel the players here, they can like run and press for 90 minutes. And then in Europe, you try to like maintain the ball because at a certain point they're going to die pressing and then you're going to have like bring your players in the areas where they're going to be dangerous. So for me, like let's watch the finals against Bayern and, 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 uh, and us. That was the perfect example. Bayern was trying to build up and we were like sitting low and then pressing high. And then, you know, at the end, um, I think it's two different styles. Um, for me, the best would be like something in between because uh, this one is very extreme and the other can also be very extreme. Um, which one is better? I don't know. Uh, but those are the style. And that day, our style was better, the direct yeah. one. Because <laughs> we won. Racing Louisville came out on top. Your style won. You're right. And hopefully not the last for the club and for the city, but not long after winning the women's cup with Louisville racing, then partnered with the city of Louisville, with the cup, with Gloria football in support of the women and girls of Afghanistan. Nadia, how did that partnership come about uh, between all those different organizations? Um, well, you know, while the tournament was been played uh, everyone was kind of aware of what was happening in Afghanistan I think me being here also created like kind of buzz around that topic and then I, I love the fact I was asked what can we do I was like you know anything that you possible like would help you know anything we're like creating awareness or donating and just talking about this it helps um so they're like yeah we really want to like donate so a bunch of people organization got together and then then we started this uh fundraising um uh right now uh, i don't know i think we're almost uh 80 something uh almost 90 um to reach the hundred thousand dollars which i think is amazing and and, and the money is gonna go to to women un um women and then also i know that louis was gonna receive some refugees from afghanistan um so they're also going to try to help them. For me, you know, it's watching these kind of situations very, very hard because you like you're one person. I'm you like, oh, this is how how can I ever do anything that's actually have an impact? But then you see all the individuals going together and then and you create this group that actually can have an impact. And for me, that's beautiful. And using football or soccer as as that's that tool that's going to unite everything um i thought was very beautiful and touching and i'm i'm pretty sure that everyone anyone all the women who's going to receive the help they will embrace it and be grateful for it nadia how how can how can we how can our listeners how can fans uh, help in in and aid in this project um i mean as i said like Usually, uh, I the, a great question. The way you can do it one way is like by donating, as you can see the 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 link in my bio on social media, Instagram. But otherwise, if you you like, oh, I'm too short. I'm not gonna possible. Usually, for me, it's just be nice and open minded about it. That's a big start. Uh, I think as a human beings, we all gonna go through difficult times. It doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, and what. Like, it's just that's a natural thing. I always feel the most helpful thing that you can get is people understanding, like having the sympathy or empathy. 
um, and having an open mind and being kind. That's like the biggest help you can do to start with. And if you have extra time or extra resources, of course, donating uh, will also help. Donating. A quick, recap, uh, a quick recap for our listeners uh, to just sort of get the full gist of everything that we're, we're talking about here. NWSL franchise Racing Louisville has partnered with the mayor of Louisville, Greg Fisher, Gloria Football and the Women's Cup in support of the women in Afghanistan. It's activists and players like Racing's Nadia Nadim, who are working so hard to inspire the world to do better by women. Um, in partnership together, they have started a fundraising effort for humanitarian relief, supporting women and girls in Afghanistan. Nadia and the Women's Cup launched the GoFundMe page as a central place for donations. And the goal is to raise $100,000 for Afghan women and go- girls. So uh, like Nadia said, please check out her social media links, but you can also grab the link in this episode description uh, for more information on where to donate. Nadia, your story is so remarkable um, and you've been very vocal about it as an Afghan refugee um, escaping the Taliban um, and fled the country. You settled in Denmark. There's an incredible article in the Players Tribune um, detailing your family's escape and everything that went through that. But now as you sit here today and you look back on this, um, how much has your story shaped who you are as an athlete today? Um, definitely played a huge role in the person and the player I am today. I think, you know, if you go through a lot of like difficulties in life, when you're having difficulties or issues on the football side, they don't really compare, you know? So I'm, I always put things in perspective. If I'm injured, I'm like, well, you know what? It could be so much worse. Cause I know, cause I've been through that. Uh, so that way I always feel it has helped me a lot and it has made me, I have like this, I don't know, unbreakable almost, I would say mindset on and off the field, just because I think it has to take a lot, a lot more to break me down. And this is a part of everything I've been through. I don't wish it for anyone, but if you go through hard time, at least at the end, somehow you should be able to use it for something positive. And I think that's what I have done. And it's been my mindset. You know, Nadia, one of the things that I really appreciated out of that Players Tribune article was that, that you penned. For people who don't know, Players Tribune is, is a place where players directly pen their thoughts and, and put out their pieces. Um, so in you detailing your, your family's uh, escape after, you know, the devastating execution of your father from the Taliban, um, you talked a lot about how the journey took you guys from Afghanistan to Pakistan to Italy to eventually to, to Denmark. Um, why is it so important for you to utilize this platform that you have as a soccer player and combining your life story uh, to help sort of educate people on things going on? Yeah, I mean, I think there's two reasons. You know, one of them, uh, you, I think I do it because I want to tell people that, like, it sounds again so cliche when I say it, but it's the fact that, like, you know, nothing is impossible and you can always, always overcome the situations you are in. And it can be any situation because pain is relative. You know, the way you experience pain is different than mine, but your pain doesn't mean it's it's, it's less than mine, you know? So, but I'll just want to tell you that would like you're going to get through it because we as a human, we're capable of way more than we, we understand. And secondly, the education part is like this, everyone's going to go through hard times, but the ones who are in power or you feel like you're on top of your game, 
you should always not forget your human side. I think what makes our as humans is the empathy and then, you know, reaching out to <clears throat> the ones who need the help, you know? So like the side of being kind and giving people a chance and being open-hearted and open-minded is very important. That's the two reasons, you know, um, because if you are that way and you give someone a chance, something beautiful might come out of it. Like me. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> I love that. No, it, it's so true. And, I, and, and again, I want to encourage, um, anyone who's out there who can take a look at the article, go ahead and take a look at it. It's, it's free and open for all uh, to take a look. But within that, I think uh, another really important part is, is when you when you penned it, when you came out with it, it came right last year, last summer, um, right as a lot of things were happening in the United States uh, among the the pandemic, the COVID pandemic. Yes. Uh, but things were kicking off in terms of, um, you know, a lot of protests across the country in light of the, the murder of, of George Floyd by uh, police and uh, you talked to you touched a little bit on like um this world that we live in and and while there is a human connection and that's the thread that brings us together there's also sometimes like disassociation that takes place for people and why it's uh so important to kind of keep having uh these conversations and these reminders even though quite frankly they could be quite painful to mm-hmm. go through yeah you're right definitely i think that's that's an important point I think you have to to realize the struggles before you can actually do something about it. You have to realize the problems and you have to point them out. And this 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 is a problem. Otherwise, you will always kind of like, oh, it's, it's out of my mind, you know, out of my world thing. Um, so definitely. And there. Yeah. The conversation is not easy. It's, it's never it never is. You know, if you want to change something, that conversation is never easy because there's always going to be people who are like, yeah, that's not my problem. We're not interested in it. Um, so how do you make people like bring people, engage people in this? Um, and then, and that way, I think that's also the reason I always talk about it because I feel like when you hear it in the media, or you see it on TV, you don't really feel that's a part of your life. You don't really care because it's so far away, but suddenly if you see someone that you, you know, like me, or you have a connection to, to then it just gets so close to you. And then you're like, Oh, wow. Actually, then you start seeing the images and understanding the images. Otherwise it's just one of them, you know, eight commercials where you see it, but you don't really see it, you know? Um, Unfortunately, that's how the world is nowadays. It doesn't involve you. If you don't have the connection, you don't really care. That's very, that's very, very true. You know, you're, you're somebody who, um, yes, you're a professional athlete, uh, but you have also become an activist, putting yourself in this role to sort of advocate, right. For other Afghan women and girls who are refugees. Um, But, you know, in terms of all of those, those are two very big specific titles, a pro athlete and activist and kind of combining those things together. Uh, Why is that important to sort of combine those two elements and, what else is there that you would perhaps maybe like fans to know about you besides, you know, the, the pro athlete part, the activism part, because at the end of the day, we really are just all people. True facts. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I think the reason I do it is because I think I feel I have a platform. I can reach out to people and, 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 and maybe, maybe be a part of like slightly to change uh, things for the better. And in terms of like being an activist, yes, definitely. But I wouldn't say an only activist for the, you know, Afghan girls. Um, I just, everything that I feel is unfair and it's close to me and I see it and I don't understand, I speak up about. 
sometimes it might be annoying for other people, but I think that's like a obligation that you have in general, especially if you want to change things. And I think there's a lot of things that I want to change in, in the world. Uh, and besides that and football, I'm also becoming a doctor soon, uh, hopefully end of this end of the season. I'm studying very, very hard for my exams right now. So yes, going to be a doctor. <laughs> Call me if you guys need anything. <laughs> Let me Congrats. think. <laughs> Congratulations, Dr. Yeah, Nadia. I love yeah, that. That has yeah. a really nice ring to it. I know. I think I'm going to have on my shirt DR than Nadim, you know, like Neymar has Neymar Jr. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm messing with you. I love it. I would love to see it. Let's make it happen, Louisville. Yes. True. I love that. I love that. Um, you've been on quite a journey as an Afghan Danish player, a Danish international. Uh, soccer has taken you all over the world. You just won a title with PSG. And now you're in Kentucky, in back in the NWSL. What brought you back to this league and to the NWSL? Why, why did you decide to return to this league? Um, two reasons. One of them was that the club has like if, like visions. They're really investing in 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 the team, girls team, women's soccer, and they want it to be like a factor uh, in the coming future. And 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 secondly, I love challenges. I everywhere I go, I want it. I want it to be a challenge. I don't go places where it comes to me easy because then I don't enjoy it the same way, and then I don't feel it was me. Me also having an impact on it because if I go somewhere where they used to win it all the time then I'm like I didn't really do anything because they was also doing it before me without me so I wanted to come somewhere when it's new it's a challenge and I want to be a part of building a team who might in the future win the league you know that was the reason and also I think this league this league in general is very 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 hard to play in because all the games are so tough any any team can beat any team and that's something that I enjoy again, the challenge the that you like and you're on top of your game. And before the Euros next year, I want to be somewhere where I'm like in physically best shape. Uh, and I think this league is going to provide me that. You know, I remember, Nadia, uh, on your return back to NWSL and some of the early media that you were doing with Louisville and some of uh, the questions you were being asked about, like your impressions of, of Louisville and Kentucky. Yeah. And you mentioned like that being in Louisville, Kentucky, you kind of feel like, oh, like this is America. And one of your things where you mentioned Kentucky Fried Chicken, yeah. have you been able to take in more of the city since you've been more acclimated with the club? Have you tried Kentucky Fried Chicken? Like, let us know. We want to know. <laughs> Honestly, unfortunately not, because I've been so freaking busy with my school stuff. I've literally had no life the last two, three months. Like I've been training, studying, sleeping. So I haven't really had the time to see anything. I was out one time with the team where we had like a dinner, a team dinner, but that was in Kentucky Fried Chicken. No. So I was just like, wait for it to go and try it. Because I think this is going to be, I've had Kentucky Fried Chicken once in my life and I didn't like it. I was like, maybe this place is going to be different. So I'm still waiting for that. I'll let you know as soon as I know. I think I think this is this is where we have to shout out your teammates right now. We have to put out a public plea, <laughs> some Kentucky Fried Chicken. If not the franchise, then maybe some very local Kentucky-based chicken. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, let's uh, <laughs> yeah, let's let's uh, let's wrap it up with maybe a quick look ahead at what's on the horizon for Louisville. The team is gonna face off against Orlando Pride. The final stretch of the season is here. It's really yeah. all about that final push. The last time these two teams played, 
you weren't available at the moment, but they did announce your signing. And it was a really narrow game. It was a 1-1 draw, and Orlando kind of stole some points from Louisville with a stoppage time goal. What has sort of the vibe been, the mentality been in preparations this week for the game uh, against Orlando Pride? Um, you know, I think, um, as I say, it was a new team, and we're building on every day uh, and every game, every training. For me, I'm excited to play Orlando. I've always played them with Paul and Thorns, and I think they have a great, great team, like with like world class players uh, who know the game so well, aka Marta, the goat. Uh, I'm excited to play them. I think, um, you know, in this league, every team can beat anyone, and if we bring it, uh, I'm sure we're gonna beat them. But if we're not there, it's gonna be a tough game. Um, but also in general, super excited for every game. And then and, and after that, there's a national team break um, where I'm going to be heading back to Denmark and be playing my 100 games. Like, um, so exciting two weeks. It's going to be it's going to be quick. It's going to come before you know it. I know. We're going to be excited to, to cover it uh, and watch it. And hopefully, eventually, you will get some time to yourself where you won't be so busy between becoming a doctor, being a pro athlete. Maybe you'll be able to sit down and get some chicken uh, and maybe get to read a book that you want to read versus a book that you have to read. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Honestly, I think it's going to be probably be after my exams because right now I think I'm going to be, but it's okay. I don't mind it. I think the stuff that you really want and you're going to enjoy are the ones that you have to work hardest for. And, and, and I don't mind like, you know, putting in the work and struggling because I know, what my goal is and I know that there's a light behind all that um so it's okay uh, I'll get there <laughs> inspiring words from Nadia Nadim let's close it out on that one Nadia thank you so much for your time with us and joining us on attacking third we hope to have you back on hopefully the the GoFundMe hits the hundred thousand and maybe we can get you back on and we can talk a little bit more about it okay amazing thank you have a good day Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.